0: Hello, hello, hello. It's another day to be very, very gay. Um, I'm going to call this podcast Deep Down Underground in the Closet. And I hope you find some humor in that, considering today we're going to be talking about the barrier gaze trope, which is essentially why writers really enjoy killing off the lesbians for shock value. Um, but first, before I do that, I want to talk about the queer film mer- male character that i female character that impacted me the most um I'm trying to think how far back I want to go because I'm still very much in that inexperienced lesbian phase but let's go to the glee phase because that was fun that was probably the first time I ever really saw two girls kiss on screen and I was 13? 13 years old, I was watching the second season of Glee, because that's where I started off, because, I don't know, I didn't get around to the first season. But I was sitting watching Glee, it was the Britney Spears episode, I want to say, and out out of nowhere, these two girls are lying on the bed in cheerleading uniforms, so like, wow. Um, and then they're just making out, um, come, I immediately skipped that scene. Um, I don't know why. I guess I was just really, really nervous when I saw it. I couldn't explain why at the time. Spoiler alert, I was a very big lesbian. I just didn't know it yet. Um, and I saw it and I didn't know why. And it was very nerve-wracking, so I just, I just skipped it. Eventually I got back to it and it was a very interesting experience. Um... But anyway, that was, like, the first time I ever really saw two girls kissing. And and then I continued to watch that storyline unfold and come to find out. It was Brittany and Santana from Glee, also known as Britana. That's their ship name. And they were an interesting couple. I mean, first, Santana, like had these experiences with men and then she came to kind of find out she was a lesbian this whole time and i don't know that just that was so impactful for me as a person who first identified as bisexual and then eventually realized you know what men sometimes you guys suck but that's not the reason i'm not i'm not attracted to you But Santana really, I don't know, she was, like, the first person that would just say, I'm a lesbian, and what about it? And that was just so great for me, to, like, just see that. And then, in the end, she marries Brittany Ungly, and, like, to be able to see a lesbian wedding happen, and to see them get their happy ending, and nobody dies, like, that was pretty amazing to see. Because I think every person hopes they find that soulmate and then here you have an example of that. But what happens when you don't? You know, what happens when you just see two female characters just getting together and then one of them dies and then you're just sitting there like Well what the fuck, Richard? I thought this was supposed to happen. Um, so the barrier gaze trope is like essentially when you have two queer characters and they're at their prime and by what I mean at their prime is that like they've reached the point where they're finally together and they're finally, um or they at least come to realize their feelings for one another. This is maybe probably where they have the big kiss or they have their Love making scene, which is rarely done, but it still exists. But they're at that high point where in their relationship, where they're on, they're so happy, so full of life, and then out of nowhere, typically the next scene is when somebody dies. Usually, like where one of the the queer characters die. And it's typically done for shock value, for to bring in more um, ratings, more viewers to be like, shock, like, whoa, somebody died, and usually it's the gay character. Um, and it's usually always unnecessary, it's always confusing, and it's very much always frustrating and it's used quite often um according to auto straddle 200 and there's 201 dead lesbian and bisexual characters on tv that's how many have died that have died in total and like the lesbian represent lesbian and bisexual representation isn't much so that has a very, very high number of lesbian bisexual characters that are dying. And only twenty nine female lesbian characters, including Santana and Brittany, shout out to my girls. Um, only twenty nine have gotten their happy ending. And that's such a low number. Like how many heterosexual couples that don't even have the chemistry, but like there they are getting married and having kids, but like you don't get to see that for yourself. That's kind of messed up. And, um, yeah, let's move on to, like, the makeup of representation of lesbian and bisexual characters on TV. So, like, on broadcast, this is all according to GLAAD, who, like, every year they come up with a, um, come up with, like, a long list of, like, uh, statistics regarding um, LGBTQ plus representation on television and streaming services. So on broadcast TV, the lesbian representation is up to 24%, which is like around maybe 21 characters of regular and recurring LGBTQ plus characters. And there's also 26% of bisexual representation. So like there's roughly around 16 bisexual women and six bisexual women, which we could have an entire podcast to talk about that. Um, and the lesbian representation is up on cable to like 27%. So this is like on cable, it's 27%. And bisexual women are around 22%. And then for streaming, which is like Netflix and Hulu, and those are the only two I know, the lesbian characters make up majority of LGBTQ+ representation in, like, streaming series, so, like, they're, like, 36%, so, like, that's, like, around 25 characters, I bet you a thousand percent, half of those are, like, or from Orange is the New Black, um, and then for bisexual women, it has increased a lot in streaming services, so, like, they're up to 30%, so it's, like, 21, around 21, um, bisexual female characters, and... I feel like this is such, to a lot of people, like, this is, oh, wow, that's, like, quite an increase, but it's not much. What do you mean? If you're gonna compare this to, like, the wide and vast um, compiling of, like, heterosexual characters, like, this is, like, a crumble of cookie. Cookie. Get it? It's a lesbian joke, you wouldn't get it. Alright, so basically, for this whole podcast, which like I've spent quite a lot of time ranting, um, for the most part, I do want to talk about the killing of queer female characters and how it affects the way women in the queer community view themselves and their relationships. And not just that, but how it affects the way people outside the community, so, you know, straight, cisgendered um, people, how they view these women in these queer relationships and how it um, perpetuates the idea that, you know, at the end of the day, the relationship two queer women have is to an extent wrong and should be demonized in some way and how messed up that is and how wrong it is. All right. We're about to get into it. You ready? All right. So killing queer female characters kind of affects the way women in the queer community view themselves and their relationships so let's go and talk about my good old good old friend commander alexa from the 100. oof lesbians y'all remember that i gotta take a sip of water like that's just that's rough I remember when I started watching The Hundred. Why did I start watching it? Well, let's let's sidetrack a little and talk about the big gay migration, which basically means where there is gay, you have you see like a trail of like gay people like walking behind them because if it's gay, we're gonna watch it. Do we even care what the plot is about? No. What do we care about? The gay content. Why? Because we are absolutely starving from it because we have such little representation of it so point about it is that when I saw on like I think it was tumblr when I saw like these this fan art this like gift sets of like Klexa which was Clark and Lexa which were two characters from the 100 and like they were like this ship and it was actually having like it wasn't just like people using photoshop to like do that like they typically do in a lot of shows, where they're like, "Please have them be gay," but since they're not, we're just gonna make all this fan art, like, just imagining, imagining what could be the beautiful, wonderful possibilities, which ultimately never happen. Um, so yeah, like there was this like actual fan art. They're t- actually taking from the show. Like there's actually like they're actually kissing. Like they're actually interacting. You know, there's just those that look wonderful like that little light in their eyes because they're so in love and you know they're in love and you're just like oh wow so that's what like two girls loving is like so I saw that and I was just like well I gotta watch it it's gay the two girls are like so gorgeous so I can just cry over how attractive and gorgeous they are and they got chemistry for days so like I'm just gonna gonna watch it so I started watching the first season, and I don't think Lexa had showed up by then. No, no, it was the first season. So, like, Clark, I think she had a relationship with this, like, one dude, and then he died. And we we're at where we everyone was like, Oh, good. Um, I'm looking up the season appearance, yeah, she appeared in season two, I believe. Yeah, yeah, she appeared in season two. So, I, you know, binged my way through the first season. It wasn't so bad. It was actually pretty good. Um, And then we come to, like, the second season, and then you have, like, the tree crew, who is, like, the grounders, and, like, they're basically, were people who survived the nuclear apocalypse that occurred, and so, like, then you have the sky people, the sky crew, and they're they've come from like this big spaceship because you know the spaceship is running out of oxygen and so like you know they dropped these like a 100 kids to see if like like these kids were like criminals quote unquote and they were thrown into like the earth to see if it was livable turns out it was and so you got like all these weird political problems and moral ethical problems that rise up and so season two because nobody cares about the rest um you have Lexa who's like the commander, she's like the chief and she's like top stuff and she meets Clark and like is immediately like the biggest whipped lesbian we've ever seen in like the entire lesbian TV series thing, like I don't think, I mean maybe I haven't seen enough lesbian content, maybe we don't have enough. But definitely, like, just sees her and is immediately, like, can't stop talking to her, can't stop approaching her, even if it's to, like, fight and argue about morals and ethics and why the sky people should, like, get away, go away to, like, the sky, because, like, all they do is cause problems, which is, like, very, very true. All they do is cause problems, like, don't even get me started, like, I don't even want to get into that. But anyway they meet and they're there's like this undeniable tension between them they're constantly arguing constantly doing this and that and then like towards the end of the second season you have alexa kind of just going in there being like i know a lot of people die it was yeah a lot of people with clark but but You didn't die. Want to know why? Because I like you. I like you so much. I made sure you didn't die. And so from there, it just starts getting a lot softer, a lot more, you know, they definitely dig each other and it's just so great. And then you get to the point where they kiss. Oh, it was such a beautiful kiss, like. I mean, don't even get me started with there because it was just so beautiful, it was so passionate. And then you have their love making scene, it was just so soft. And this is probably the first time we genuinely see Lexa incredibly happy and so filled with life in that moment when she's with Clark and when things are, like, bound to be so great, you know, the, the two crews, the Sky Crew and Tree Crew, you know, they're bound to, you know, work together to survive on earth and things like that and then you go to the next scene <clears throat> don't know what's going on i think are like second in hand just doesn't like clark and he's like i'm gonna kill her and then he sees clark and he's just like coming up here with his gun, like i'm about to shoot you and then out of nowhere alexis shows up I don't know why she decided to show up at that time, but there she was, showing up, and bang, shoots her right in the stomach, and apparently that's what kills her. Let's, like, backtrack a little to, like, the first season, like, the first, second episode, where, like, some dude gets a spear across his chest and lives. He lives. Why? Because he's a straight guy, and I guess he's tough and strong enough to survive, but here we have Alexa getting shot in the stomach, and she just, like, dies and, like, two minutes later she's like dead and being like my fight is over and I'm just here like what and the thing that was so frustrating was that you had these writers so getting so engaged with the queer community and being like oh yes Lexa and Clark that's definitely gonna happen you have nothing to worry about gays we got you covered So, like, you know, we're here having a jolly good gay time and then thinking nothing that's going to happen. And then thinking the only thing that's going to happen is them being happy and going through rough times. But it's not because they're gay. It's because, you know, they're in the post-apocalyptic world. But then you have them dying and you have Lexa dying. And it's just like, you told us, you said they were going to happen. You said they were going to be okay. And then you kill them without warning, without actually telling us, like, that's messed up. To, like, reel in the queer community, to, like, feed them, you know, the content they're so deprived of, to hype them up, to get them going, to get them so excited for, like, finally this one piece of representation only to snatch it away, only to kill off Lexa. Why? They use some bs excuse that you know the actress that played lexa had some scheduling problems so you know she wouldn't be able to film the next season but it's like okay we could wait like you don't have to kill her off you could just say like you know lexa's off for for, like a candle convention or something i don't know like you just didn't have to kill her off and you didn't have to kill her by a bullet you didn't have to have her basically essentially murdered but that's another point a little bit later and you know when you see a female character get killed off like that it just kind of makes it feel like like you we never we very rarely get to see a queer couple like get to a point where they're actually in the relationship when they're actually talking about being in the relationship, when they're actually going through couple things, couple arguings, when they're actually, you know, being romantic in a couple, like, you never get to see that, so then you're just, like, so do we just kiss and die, so, like, am I never gonna kiss a girl, because I, like, suddenly, somebody's gonna show up with a bullet and shoot me, like, it makes you think, like, are we even deserving of happiness, like, does it actually get better or was just that like a neat slogan that like people use to just keep the lgbtq plus community going like does it even get better like is how i feel about women wrong i mean growing up in a catholic conservative latino community like i already feel like how i feel towards women is wrong i already feel like Like, even my voice gets quieter when I start talking about my sexuality because it makes you feel like you already, the world outside of TV is already telling you how wrong it is for you to like the same gender or liking both or liking any and all genders. Like, it's just, they're just telling you how, just not going by the standard a man and a woman shindig, like shindig it's just they're basically telling you it's wrong and you're seeking anywhere and everywhere for some type of validation for you to feel like you know it's okay to be gay and then where do you look you look in the things you see every day like in books and movies and tv podcasts like this one because you have a big gay girl here, but not the point. Um, but you look for it. you look for it because you want to feel like you know you're not crazy for feeling the way you feel. you're not wrong for feeling the way you feel but then you have television not showing you that. They just keep constantly killing off these characters and telling you you know you're not you're not enough to keep going. And that's just such a problematic thing to say, to say that it's wrong to, like, not want to keep going. And it's just, it's so hurtful when you're not seeing yourself on that screen and you're not seeing yourself getting that girl. Being comfortable with yourself, being happiest all the time because, you know, I don't want to just be like this emo, sad, lesbian, like... That's my mood 99% of the time, but, like, I don't want to be that constantly. So, like, why can't you show me a happy, healthy, queer couple? Like, I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking people to be, like, smiling all the time. Like, just don't give me somebody getting shot. Like, thanks. So, you know, when I see, like... When I see this happening... As a queer woman, like I feel like we start to be afraid of being in in a relationship with other women because we begin to think in the structure of how TV producers, you know, treat these queer um, female couples, and then you're just like you begin begin to think that like over time with that. Like, that person that you're liking or the person you're with, like, oh, our time is numbered, it's not going to last long because, you know, according to TV, we only last, like, one scene after we kiss. So, like, you know, time is limited with that person. Like, why why should I even bother being in a relationship? Like, this is scary. It's it's not safe to be in a relationship like this because it's not traditional and things like that. So, you know, we begin to be afraid of getting to the part of admitting feelings, not just for another person of the same gender, but for yourself, like admitting to yourself that, you know, I like girls, or I like boys, or I like both, or I like everything, you know, you're you're not getting to that point, because you're so afraid of it, because all you see is like, lesbians and bisexual women, like they're just dying, so you're just like, I wanna get there, so you know, I'm not gonna to get to that point. I'm not gonna come out. Um, I'm not gonna tell people who I am, so we become afraid of the idea of a happy ending because it's rare we see one happen. And happy endings don't exist for us, so we become afraid, afraid of being written off and disappearing. And that's why I didn't want the bullet to hit Lexa, because all of these fears that queer women put in themselves like they just keep coming true <clears throat> so that's why like I think it's so imp- it's wrong to kill queer women in TV because then we start to see ourselves as something wrong we start to see our relationships as something wrong so then we just begin to hide it we begin to act like you know Maybe there's something wrong, and maybe I should never come to terms with it. We just keep living in this constant dread within ourselves that we can never a hundred percent be ourselves, which is why it's so important for t v to show accurate representations of queer relationships so that you know we can have that platform in a world that like deprives us of like being able to be a hundred percent ourselves like why can't t v be that platform to show us? what we usually just reserve for our imagination, like, if they can show story, stories of, like, fairy tales and, like, what's another show? Of, like, women in jail and things like that. Like, if they can show that, like, why can't they show, like, a happy, healthy couple, like, going to get groceries? Like, do you know how much money I'd give to see a lesbian couple getting groceries? Like, I don't, oh, my God, I don't think I have ever... In my experience of watching gay content, I don't think I have ever seen two queer women, two queer woman characters, going to get groceries. Like, I swear, I don't think I have ever seen it in my life. <laughs> like, come on! Like, I would pay big money just to see like them arguing over cereal. Like, no, I want Cocoa Krispies and not Raisin Bran. What the hell is wrong with you, Gretchen? Yeah. Gretchen is a lesbian I don't know who Gretchen is but we're gonna say she's a lesbian but yeah like you know it's just so important to have that and like and then you get to the point where like not only do you think it's wrong you as a queer person thinks it's wrong but then you have other people outside of the queer community you know thinking that the queer relationship between women is wrong and that they deserve to be killed because there's so many of them dying, they're like, well, they died for a reason, the writers did it because it seemed important, so, you know, maybe they just, they don't deserve to be happy, they deserve to die, and then, like, it's just so wrong, like, let me give you a little bit of a rundown of how majority of, like, in TV shows, like, a lot of lesbian deaths wind up being murders like murder like straight up somebody kills them like lexa she was killed by a gunshot wound of course it wasn't intended for her but like the point is they wanted to kill one of the queer women in that show um let's think maya saint germain from pale Little the liars that was probably like the second time i ever saw queer women on television, and, like, Pretty Little Liars was huge back in, like, the early 2010, 2010, like, around that time, like, late 2000s, early 2010s, so, like, when I saw that, um, Emily, I don't really watch, I only watched, like, first season, but, um, when I saw Emily was, like, you know, being, like, I'm gay, I'm lesbian, I was just, like, holy shit, like, you mean to tell me hot girls? can be, like, gay, and I'm, like, now I think, well, yeah, I mean, how do you think girls wind up being gay, like, there's got to be hot women in there, the point is, not the point, but yeah, like, you know, when I saw that, I was just like, wow, like, somebody like Emily is gay, so, you know, they don't just have to be, like, butch looking to be gay, not, not saying there's anything wrong with, like, butch women, but, like, that's usually, like, what people, people think a lesbian looks like and th- then they completely erase that you know women can also be feminine like lesbian women can also be feminine can also be you know in like a happy medium where they could also be like super lazy and just like come out in sweats sweats and, and a really um weak old t-shirt you know like diversity is important so anyway maya saint germain so she was um emily's girlfriend in the first season they were so cute. Like I think like the thing I'll always remember the most is like when they had that scene where like they kissed in that photo booth like oh big tears are coming, big gay tears. I remember when I saw it and I was just like, oh that's so beautiful. Like they're just kissing in a photo booth and like now they have that picture forever. And then like out of nowhere a body comes out of like this one house. I think it was Maya's house. Anyway, like a body comes out and they like you just see it's Maya. Maya's dead and you're just like what? Maya's dead, like, she was murdered, I think it was, like, from, like, a stalker guy, but, notice stalker guy, like, men kill him, but, like, not the point, um, then you have her come out, and she's dead, she was murdered, and then, like, from then on, like, I noticed there was, like, a huge pattern of Emily, you know, the, the only LGBT representation in that show, constantly, almost being killed, always being in the short end of the stick where she's like the one that always gets like put in these situations of near death uh, like a lot of trauma a lot of suffering so it's just like that show never wanted Emily to be happy like think they had her in a relationship with Paige don't even get me started on that I think that's why I stopped watching the show because then they like threw in there with Paige and I was just like I'm sorry I just don't like this like where is Maya bring her back but you know It just keeps showing that, you know, despite them being like, oh, no, like, Emily being gay is 100% okay. But then the way you have her set up on the show of being in these near-death experiences, of being nearly killed, like, just, like, kind of perpetuates the idea that, like, you know, you know, maybe it's not 100% okay that you're gay. So we're gonna, like, put you in these scenarios of, like, just constant suffering. Because while it's not... Well, we're not, like explicitly saying it's wrong to be gay we are subtly saying it and if we're subtly saying it you know who's gonna pick it up everyone who's not in the gay community being like hmm maybe it is wrong to be gay look how much they're suffering so maybe you know even if they do wind up living the gay lifestyle they're not going to be happy about it and like let's also talk about tara mcclay let me just like tell y'all i hope my lesbian card doesn't get revoked i've never seen the l word yeah, take it away if you'd want, I'll go back to being a heterosexual person, I guess, but, um, you know, I've also never seen Buffy, I know that's, like, the golden shrine of, like, lesbian TV shows, where it's not, like, it's, like, a TV show that, like, a lot of queer women gravitate towards, and, like, I don't blame them, I'm pretty sure, but, but like, it seems like a very good show, um, so, you yeah, had Tara McLean, I don't know who she was, but um, apparently she was with the um, one of the main characters on Buffy, I, I think her name was, um, what was her name, oh, I'm like blanking out here, point is, uh, what was her name, oh, I'm really gonna like suffer over this, the point is like it was one of the willow willow um it was willow and she wound up being gay and then she had like this relationship with tara McLay and you know i think they had reached the point where they were getting back together and then tara gets a gunshot wound to the heart i believe and dies like just dies and I think that triggers something in Willow so they basically killed off a lesbian to like enhance to like push on this other storyline for Willow that had nothing to do with her being gay which is fine of course but like that was heartbreaking and she was also murdered and then like you know if you want to think about something like a lot more um modern Orange is the New Black like when Poussey was suffocated by a police officer and essentially murdered like that also was so wrong and so heartbreaking to watch like not just her as a queer woman as a lesbian woman but also like you know as a black woman her being suffocated by a police officer like tv while it's important to have representation and accurate depictions of like real life but i feel like they should also kind of Take us away from real life because real life is exhausting. Real life is hard. Getting that bread every day gets exhausting. So, like, when we're watching TV, we want to see happiness. We want to see somebody. We want to, like, forget that life is hard. And for you to throw reality in our face, something we already know is real, especially for, you know, per se, as a black woman, I can't relate. But, you know, for them to throw that reality, to to that black community like the fact that yeah police brutality is real not only that but you're also queer woman, and you're a queer woman who died and like that's just it's like can you not give us reality for like a good hot second like we want we want to be away from that from reality like we want to step away from reality for at least a second and like put ourselves in like this mindset that you know happiness does exist it does get better like even though right now it's tough eventually we're going to reach that point where we're okay with ourselves and okay with who we are then you have like all these like different types of characters that are being murdered and like you know there's also like you know they die of illness like dana fairbanks from the l word i like looked at the scene heartbreaking as hell or like you know die of an accident or the, you know they they die of, like, for other reasons, but they, but, like, for the most part, they're murdered, they're killed, so, like, this just perpetuates the idea that subtly, you know, subtly, they do say, you know, you deserve to be murdered, you deserve to be killed, whatever you're thinking, like, and, like, the thing is, like, we... As queer, the queer community. Like, we see it and, like, it makes us feel like, you know, it doesn't get better for us, but, like, what does the community outside of that, you know, the straight cisgender community say? That, like, they kind of perpetuate this idea that, you know, yeah, they deserve to die. And that's why you have, you know, these homophobic hate crimes happening. Because, like, when you're constantly, what you see is what you bring out so when you have these queer women being killed in your head you're thinking you know yeah they deserve to die and yeah they deserve to be murdered because what they're doing is wrong so if you you know with you have like LGBT representation occurring at like a rapid pace way more than like you know before And so if we're trying to promote like acceptance and full acceptance and love towards the LGBT community, like you have to show accurate representation and not just them dying. Because if you keep perpetuating the idea that they need to, that they're going to die and that things won't get better for them, like you're only perpetuating the idea that whatever it is that they are, it's wrong. And like, that's messed up. And like, you can't have that doing like it just shows that like you know they're not deserving of happy endings and they're not and that they're not deserving of more than being plot devices and they're not deserving of a meaningful character arc and that their feelings and that their thoughts are wrong and i don't know my dudes sounds kind of messed up to me and you know i can understand because historically like i'm just gonna throw you guys some like little historical knowledge i've acquired over these long vast research but like A lot of literature like from queer authors um, you know historically people hate the gays don't know why I mean we're so damn great but they hate gay people and so when they would write these queer characters like they always had to kill them off queer queer authors I mean like they always had to kill them off they always had to um, um they always had to kill them they always had to like give them a um, a storyline where they constantly suffer and they do this intentionally or they do this because they have no no choice because if you gave a good representation of a queer character back then your reputation would be shot like you would like be persecuted basically so in order to not be persecuted they portrayed gay characters negatively and they did that because they wanted at least some representation like for instance um there's this novel called spring Fire, and it was it was done by like i think it was a lesbian and she went under the pseudonym ben packer but basically it was like this one college freshman meets like this one college um this college woman, and, like, you know, they're in a sorority, and then they eventually get closer, and then feelings get revealed, and, you know, they get together, and then, like, you know, it's kept in under wraps for a while, but eventually, you know, it comes out that they are in a relationship, and, like, one of them kills themselves, and then the other one realizes, you know what, I didn't even love her anyway, and goes on to be with a man, and for the rest of her happy hetero life, and so, you know, a lot of, like, this actually gained a lot of popularity like 1.5 million copies were sold um and like the writer received a lot of fan mail thanking her for the representation and so like you know just goes to show that you know queer women are so starving for some type of representation they literally take anything but it shouldn't have to be that way like they should be able to receive happy healthy storylines that they get to see portrayed. So, you know, this trope, like, you know, needs to stop because there is such a thing as, like, a happy queer woman. Like, we're not just that all the time. Like, it is 20 gay teen. 20 gay teen, for God's sakes. Like, it is supposed to be our gayest year. And it has been. Like, it has been so amazing. Like, we had um, season two of One Day at a Time on Netflix, which has a... um a lesbian teenager that, like, when I saw her, Elena Diaz, not Elena Alvarez from One Day at a Time, when I saw her, you know, coming to terms with being gay and having, like, that acceptance from her family, like, even her Catholic, her very, you know, Catholic grandmother, and then eventually, you know, meeting a girl and, and, like, it being so cute and innocent, and then they have their first kiss, like, it was all so beautiful and so amazing how, like, you know, this I I felt like I saw myself as a teenager, like, she was nerdy, loved Doctor Who, like, that was me as a kid, like, she loved Doctor Who and all of these nerdy shows, but she was also very passionate about social justice and things like that, and, like, you know, she was so nerdy, and, like, she wasn't big on makeup, and she wasn't big on, you know, being super feminine, but she was, like, very much into the academic side, and that was me as, like, a teen, so, like, I basically saw myself, and do you know how, like, how much that made me feel like it made me feel like you know how me growing up I didn't like who I was but like then seeing Elena I was like you know maybe me as a teen wasn't so bad so you know you have that and then you have Lena and Steph from the Fosters I only saw the first season I guess there's like a pattern of me only watching the first season and then giving up but um you know you have Lena and Steph who were like two older um queer women who were like who had children and then you know and like the show portrayed them you know, being in a, a relationship, like they were domestic, you know, they were happy and things like that. Like, it just, I loved how it showed that, you know, queer women aren't just young and then you just kind of, like, and then what? What happens when you get old? Like, are you still happy and gay? Like, hell yeah, according to the Fosters. And then you have Marceline and Bubbling from Adventure Time, like, such a good thing such a happy thing to see like they kiss on, like you are rooting the whole time like please be gay please be gay like all of the signs are here you like i indoctrinate you as saint gay but like you know when you saw them kiss on screen like it was amazing like because you're just like yes finally like you like not not only am i seeing it but then you have like a young audience of like potential young queer children who are like seeing this and they're like So you mean to tell me it's not wrong to feel the way I do? And even if they don't feel that way, at least they can see, you know, it's not wrong for those that feel that way. It's okay to be gay. Or, you know, Alex Danvers from Supergirl. Don't even get me started on Supergirl. But, um, I only saw, like, the first season and then I just, like, wound up just looking up the scenes on YouTube. But... You know, Alex Danver is her, like, as an older person coming to terms with the fact that, you know, maybe this whole time she was gay. Like, I thought that was amazing, especially for, you know, for women, queer women who, like, eventually, like, who, like, spent their whole lives in straight um, relationships. And then, like, suddenly coming to terms years later, you know, you know, I think I'm gay. And, like, that being completely validated and okay. And I just thought that was amazing. Um, and then, like, you know, the iconic Korra and Asami, even though we had, like, only, like, one second, like, two seconds of, like, yep, they're gay, guys, and then the show ended, but, like, point was that, you know, you had, like, even those two seconds, but, like, you knew that they were going to be together, and then, you know, the comic books, they're together, and things like that, so, you know, when you have these positive representations, it just, like, goes to show you, like, it kind of validates your existence, Season it was more than just something for shock value something to something that like scares that like gives the audience that whole whoa they died again shocker like it just it shows up there they're more there's more to that there's more to that they're not only gay but they're also a daughter a mother a girlfriend a friend you know like they're more than just being gay and not and just because they're this one part of themselves they have like this one part of their identity that just so happens to be you know sprinkled with rainbow and like feather dust like feather dust I mean glitter sorry so like you know rain glitter like sprinkled in rainbow and glitter like just because it has that little like shiny amazing beautiful part doesn't mean that like they're not more than that, and so, you know, if these examples of, like, positive LGBT representation, like, if you have, like, these positive queer women being shown, like, why can't that be a consistent thing that happens, and, like, not just something that constantly happens, but something that we see often, like, you know, not trying to spill the tea on Riverdale, but, like, they have one, um, they have something called, I think, Choni, Choni, basically Cheryl and Tony and you they only get like one scene a season and like just because you have them exist and they like show them portray them like you don't need another like unnecessary sexy like just just show them being existing show them living show them being unapologetically gay like show that because we need it we need to see it especially in a world where the political climate often tries to invalidate our existence, tries to tell us that how we feel and the way we are living our lives is wrong. So, you know, we need TV to kind of push, push this gay agenda. Like, we finally have an agenda. Stop killing the lesbians. Like, we have this agenda. We're pushing it. Like, give us, like, TV, please give us that representation. Give us. Validate our help validate our existence because we're here and we're not going anywhere. So like please stop killing us with bullets They're not cute. It's not nice. Like just let me have a nice happy little couple that are like super hot super great like Give a little queer girl who doesn't know she's queer that oh moment when they see Two women, like, give give them that Brittany and Santana moment that I had when I was 13. Like, they deserve that. They need that. They deserve it. And it's important to have it. And that's it for our little segment that ran 27 minutes longer than I expected. Um, but yeah, it's called Deep Down Underground in the Closet. See you next time, if there is a next time, and if I'm actually good enough for these podcast shindigs. Alright, see you later.